Hello, you're listening to Repent and Believe Podcast with Cynthia Smalls, founder of Back to God Ministries. Welcome, my friends. Here, we talk about and teach the message of Jesus Christ, the only one who can claim the title of Savior of the world. We also discuss all things repentance and belief in Jesus Christ and how all these things tie into living a lifestyle where our deeds are manifested and fashioned in God so that we may be molded by the Father into vessels to be used for His glory. Amen? Amen. Okay, so let's get started. Hey everyone, before we get started, I like to say thank you for tuning in. And if you enjoy my podcast, please share, download, leave me a message or comment. Thanks guys. Hello everyone. This is Cynthia Smalls. We're back to God Ministries. How is everyone doing today? I pray that all is well in your lives, that you are walking by faith and not by sight. You are not giving up on the Lord Jesus Christ. He is coming back for us. Let's say that again. He is coming back for us. He has promised not to leave us as orphans. And that is why he asked the Father to send the Holy Spirit so that he can teach us and guide us and to remind us of everything Jesus has told us. And so that should bring us great comfort, especially in today's climate. We need to stand firm on this foundation. Jesus is Lord. He is King of Kings, and he is the Lord of Lords. Amen. And so as we look around this world today, it is dark. It is filled with darkness. It is without light. And the Bible tells us that in the book of John, that the world didn't want the light. Why? Because it will shine on their sin, on their darkness. They didn't want any light from Jesus. But we who love him and obey what he tells us, oh, we bask in that light. Amen. Amen. Okay. I want to talk about something so serious. And that is spiritual darkness. My friends, what I'm finding out over there on Facebook, a.k.a. the Lion's Den, where the Lord have me posted up over there, among the Christian community, I'm finding out at a startling rate that there is a lot of spiritual darkness among the body of Christ. Now, I would have thought prior to going over to Facebook that the body of Christ that, you know, we pretty much have it together. Aren't we reading the Bible? Aren't we listening to Jesus? Are we not obeying the Father? Are we not crucifying this flesh on a daily basis? But alas, that's not altogether what is happening. And so we need to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we love you. And we want you, Father, what is going on? It's like the more we know that Jesus is coming, the more people are falling away. Where is the faith? 
Where is the faith that you have given us? Because for the most part, I'm not seeing it. Now, you told us to walk by faith and not by sight. But there's a lot of sightseeing going on instead of holding on to the faith. And so, Father, I pray that no matter what is going on in this world, that we don't lose our faith, that we don't walk away from your son, Jesus, whom you sent to die for us and that he was buried And after three days, he rose again. He defeated sin and death and the grave. And so, Father, help us today. Help us to get to the bottom of this and how we can overcome this. And, Father, I ask for wisdom. My heart is heavy I ask that the Holy Spirit move on me. Give me understanding what is going on, Father. But you know what? At the end of the day, no matter what, we trust you. We know that you are in full control over everything. Absolute everything that is going on in the world today, and we trust you. We put our faith in the Son who gave up his life for us. He died for us. And so we hang on to eternal life. We hang on to your precious promises That if we overcome this, the kingdom that you have set up for us from the foundation of the world will be ours. And so, Father, may today's lesson bring you glory and may it serve as encouragement to your people. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. All right. So, yeah. I want to talk about this spiritual darkness, this spiritual blindness that is caused by spiritual darkness. Because you see, it's sad. It really is because I too was once there. And it's like when you really come to the light of the Lord Jesus Christ, and when you look back at Just how blind you were. It's like, wow, was I that blind to the fact? And I thought I was in the light. And that's, right, Holy Spirit? And that part is what is so troubling. And there are millions of people who profess to be followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, they too are blind. Excuse me. They are experiencing spiritual blindness and they believe, like I believe, that they are in the light. (laughs) We thought that we were in so much light that Even though that we were still sinning, we thought that we were still on our way to heaven. You talk about some spiritual blindness, okay? Listen, there are many, many causes for spiritual blindness, such as Satan, pride, uh, what else? We got ignorance, yeah. Following behind blind guides, because I can't tell you about the false church and about how you have a wolf in sheep clothing just about on every corner. Okay. And then we got caring what others think and more. 
when you are spiritually blind, you can't see Christ. You think you see him because for the most part, no, nine times, no, 10 times out of 10, you are serving a false Christ because that is all what the mega churches are putting out. That is all what the fake apostate preachers and false prophets are putting out. They have watered down the gospel. They have taught another gospel because it is not the gospel of the Holy Bible. So we see that we were not, we were not serving the real Christ. We were not serving him because the heart was hardened and when you have a hardened heart, you won't come to the knowledge of the truth. Everyone knows God is real. But people reject him because they love their sin and don't want to submit to him. And I don't care what they say. They don't love him enough to put away the sin completely in its entirety. Listen, we don't get to slip and slide up and down and all around our sin talking about we are in Christ. You do not. You got to cut it off at the head and walk away. You don't get to go check back to see what Bob is doing, what Jill is doing, what the people down at the nightclub is doing on next Friday night. No, we don't get to participate back in our own, our old life. We do not. And that's the problem. People still love their sin and don't want to submit because when we don't want to submit to God, then we can't complain about how messed up our life is because I got that memo. I kept trying to figure out <laughs> why my life is not going the way that it should be. I'm thinking I'm studying enough I'm thinking I'm loving Jesus enough. Yeah, I know I'm not all, all the way right, okay? But I thought that I had it well enough that my life should be reflective of what the Bible talks about, peace, harmony. So then why wasn't I seeing that? You want to know why? I wasn't seeing that, Cynthia, because you were not fully submitted to God. And that's the problem. Okay. And then we have Satan. Okay. He comes into the picture and blinds the minds of unbelievers so that they won't come to the truth. When you are spiritually blind, you are separated from God and you will continue to lie to yourself. I'm talking about the sinner man. You will lie to yourself saying God's not real. The Bible is false. Hell is fake. I'm a good person. Jesus was just a man and the lies go on and on because you see spiritual blindness is the reason that you can preach biblical things to a false Christian, but he will still find excuses for his sin and his rebellion. You can give them scripture after scripture. 
but they will find anything they can to keep and justify their sin. I see it all the time over there on Facebook, aka the Lion's Den. Okay, have you ever wondered how you can continuously, okay, I'm talking about continuously think that just because you are, how can I say this? Just because you, you say that you follow Christ and you believe that you are on your way to heaven and then you wonder why you can't hear from the Lord. You don't understand why all of this trouble is coming your way and you're not praying. You're not devoting any time to the Lord. You're not trying to hear any sound counsel from anyone who is in the word. And then you wonder why your life is not on par with what Christ said. And then you wonder, you wonder why it's like, it's like I'm at a loss for words because just to grasp the magnitude of being spiritually blinded to the fact that you can tell someone the gospel of Christ and they will agree with you. They will agree with what you say, but guess what? They never repent and they never trust in Christ. That is why today's lesson is so hard right now. It really is because the spiritually blinded person must cry out to God. But you know what the problem is? It's pride. Pride stops them. Pride stops people from seeking the truth and opening up their minds to the truth. People choose to remain ignorant. And that's the bottom line. Because you see, People in false religions, like you have the Catholics, uh, Catholics, you have Mormons, you have uh, people practicing uh, Islam, you know, you have people that are in Jehovah Witnesses, they are spiritually blind. They reject clear as day passages from the Holy Bible. Amen. And so, excuse me, here's my throat. And so when we have believers who have been given the spirit of God to fight off Satan, but yet they don't, the world is in darkness, people. And Jesus Christ, amen, is the light. Why do you think the world only persecutes Christians? Hmm? The world only hates Christianity? Oh, it doesn't have a problem with the other false religions. Why? Because Satan is the God of the world and he loves false religion. If you blaspheme Christianity in a music video, you are considered a king or a queen. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the world loves you more. If you do that to any other false religion, oh, then it becomes a problem. Open your eyes. You must lose the pride. Humble yourself and seek the light, which is Jesus Christ. So let's crack open the Bibles, people, okay, because... In order to understand the full magnitude 
about what is going on where spiritual blindness is concerned. We have to see what does the Bible say. So I have 21 verses about spiritual blindness. And let's see what the Bible has to say because when I am at loss of words like I am today, for some strange reason, because you know I got a lot to say. <laughs> Glory be to God. I, I I like to just go to the word of God and see what he has to say. Because trying to wrap my brain around how I was so steeped in spiritual darkness. But now, oh, the light. I am fully in the light and it's only because of the mercy and the grace and the patience of our God that he was patient with me when I was ignorant, thinking I'm on my way to heaven, but yet I'm in sin. Yeah, we need to go to the Bible. Come on, y'all. Come on, let's crack open the Bible all right, like I said, I got 21 verses because when I'm stumped, I just, uh, I got to go to the word because in the word of God is where you find clarity, understanding, comfort, correction, rebuke. Yeah, so we need to go to the word of God. Number one, John 14, 17 to 20 says the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him. Why? Because it neither sees him or knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. Thank you, Jesus. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Glory be to God. Thank you, Lord. Number two, 1 Corinthians 2.14 says, the person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the spirit. Okay. Okay. I'm starting to see something here. Without the Holy Spirit, we can't understand when Jesus said to go and sin no more because the word of God has to be discerned only by the spirit because these are holy words and spiritual truths. So when your mind is blinded by your pride, by Satan, by everything else, you can't understand what God is saying. As a matter of fact, it is foolishness to you. And that is why we have people screaming about, oh, it's impossible to stop sinning. Okay. Okay. Number three, 1 Corinthians 1, 18 to 19 says, the message of the cross, the message of the cross is foolish to those who are headed for destruction. But we, but we who are being saved know it is the very power of God. As the scriptures say, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and discard the intelligence of the intelligent. Yeah, the message that Jesus died, that Jesus is God, and that the Father sent him from heaven, and that Jesus died for the sins of the world, and that after three days, he rose out of the grave, and he ascended back to heaven, 
after 500 people witnessed Jesus in his resurrected body? Yeah, that message is foolish to the ones who are on their way to destruction because they can't believe why someone would die for the sins of the world and that how, why would you lay your life down for a sinner person that hates you? They don't understand the forgiveness that was taking place on the cross. Yeah, to them, yeah, it's foolishness that someone actually rose out of the grave and that they are still alive today, February 10th. 2021, yeah, over 2,000 years ago, yeah, he's still alive in heaven. Amen. And then we have number four. Matthew 15, 14 says, So ignore them. They are blind guides leading the blind. Yeah, talking about the Pharisees and today's false teachers. Yeah, they are blind guides leading the blind. And if one blind person guides another, they will both fall into a ditch. Yeah, and that is why the Lord is always telling us to come out from amongst these false teachers. Number five, 1 John 2, 11, but anyone who hates Another brother or sister is still living and walking in darkness. Such a person does not know the way to go, having been blind by the darkness. I can't tell you how true of a, of a, of a scripture that is. You want to know why? Because I'm witnessing that over there on Facebook. You got these so-called Christian Christians who are commanded to love the brethren. But you should read some of these comments. Where is the love? Now, yes, we are called to righteously re, uh, rebuke the brethren. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about being told to shut up and that um, I'm self-righteous who do I think I am like I never sinned before and all of this mocking. And I'm like, where's the love? Okay. Yeah. You are blind. You are walking in darkness because the Bible tells us clearly that we are to love one another. Number six, Zephaniah one seventeen. Because you have sinned against the Lord, I will make you grope around like the blind. Ah, we see that? That sin. You got that sin in your life? Yep. You sinning against the Lord? Yep. He said, I will make you grope around like the blind. Your blood will be poured into the dust. And your bodies will lie rotten on the ground. Huh? See? Number seven, 1 Corinthians 1.23. But we preach about a crucified Christ, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. Okay. Okay, Lord, yep, I'm starting to see, I'm starting to see what's going on here. Because if you think that the cross is foolishness, yeah, well, Christ will be a stumbling block to you. Because your sin will bump up against that truth all the time. And then we have Satan blinding people. Number eight. 2 Corinthians 4, verses 3 to 4. Listen what it says. If the good news we preach is hidden behind a veil, it is hidden only from people who are perishing. Satan, who is the God of this world, little g, let's not forget that. I just put that in there. The Bible says that Satan 
who is the God of this world has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable, ah, they are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. Uh, number nine, 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen. But I am not surprised. Yeah, I am not surprised. Even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. And that is why you get comments like I saw over there on Facebook yesterday. Okay, I'm scrolling through like I normally do. And I forget what the person posted about. But what caught my attention was this beautiful young sister in Christ. She was saying that how when she was in church one day and um, she was stressed out about, I guess, like some family issues and that she was praying about it. And then all of a sudden, she just started laughing uncontrollably that she was laughing so strange to her that she wrote that how she had to look around to see if anybody else were looking at her because she knew that something about this laughter was out of order. And then, and then she said that God whispered to her that he has baptized her with laughter. And I'm like, what? No, that's not biblical. That is not scriptural. And my dear, that was not God whispering that to you. Because if you laughing uncontrollably like that, that's that Kundalini spirit. Okay, so right, Holy Spirit, we don't know what church that you were in. We don't know what that pastor, what he's really into. But my love, that was not God whispering to you about him baptizing you with laughter. Because according to the Bible, thank you, Holy Spirit, I can kiss your face for this. Okay. No, we get baptized in the Holy Spirit. What you mean with laughter? No, we get baptized in the Holy Spirit. And so, yeah, where was I? Yeah, right, because, right, about the scripture that Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Yeah, she thought that God, God's light was telling her this, but no, uh-uh, not with that kundalini spirit. Oh, no, Satan. He came to you as an angel of light, and you thought that that was God. Yeah, spiritual blindness. I see it. I'm starting to see it. Okay. And then we have another reason why we can be spiritually blind is because of the hardening of the heart. Number 10, John 12 39 to 40 says, this is why they could not believe. This is why they could not believe. Isaiah also said, he has blinded their eyes and hardened their heart so that they might not perceive with their eyes and understand with their mind and turned and, and turn and I will hear them. Okay. <clears throat> for your heart to be hardened like that, <clears throat> excuse me, for your heart to be hardened like that, yeah, you're not going to believe. You're not. Number 11, uh, what we got here, Second, uh, sec, um, Second Thessalonians. Hold on, let me get something to drink. <clears throat> I think I need to get me a cup of hot tea when I do these podcasts. I believe what's going on is that the more that I talk, I think maybe I'm straining my vocal cords. cords. I don't know, but I'm still moving on. 
Here we go. Second Thessalonians 2 verses 10 through 12. He will use every kind of evil deception to fool those on their way to destruction. Why? Because they refuse to love and accept the truth that would have saved them. Wow. So God will cause them to be greatly deceived and they will believe these lies. Then they will be condemned for enjoying evil rather than believing the truth. And that is why we got to leave these false teachers alone so that the Holy Spirit, because the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is our teacher. He's the one that teaches us so that we don't need man to teach us anything. Why? Because they come up with clever lies. The Bible says in Second Peter chapter 2 that they come up with clever lies to get a hold of your money. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit Oh, he will always tell us the truth and it will never be a lie. Amen. And then we have number 12, Romans 1, 28 to 32. That says this. And just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God, well, God gave them over to a depraved mind to do what should not be done. They are filled with every kind of unrighteousness, wickedness, covetousness, malice. They are rife with envy, murder, strife, deceit, hostility. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God. Oh, look at the heart. <clears throat> look at this hardened heart. Yeah. And look at what it is filled with. The Bible says that they are haters of God, insolent, arrogant, boastful, contrivers of all sorts of evil, disobedient to parents, senseless, covenant breakers, heartless, ruthless, although they fully know. The Bible says, Although they fully know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they do not only do them, but also approve of those who practice them. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Another reason why there is spiritual blindness is because there is a failure to obtain the truth. Number 13, Hosea 4, 6 says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Why? Because you have rejected knowledge. I reject you from being a priest to me. And since you have forgotten the law of your God, I also will forget your children. And then we have, it's like, I can't even say anything. The Bible speaks for itself. It is telling us clearly what is going on where spiritual blindness is concerned and why one has it. And it's telling us the reason. It's telling us, that Satan blinds the eye, the minds of those who are on their way to destruction. They are perishing. They are hell bound. And then we have those whose hearts are hardened to the truth because of all the sin and the malice and the wickedness that's going on. And then they fail, they fail to obtain the truth because the truth is there, right, Holy Spirit? 
the truth of God's word. It is there. It is made available, but they failed to obtain it. And that is why God says that his people are destroyed for for lack of knowledge. Why? Because they rejected the knowledge that if they had grasped onto it, then they would see the truth about the cross, about salvation, about if you don't stop it and repent, you're going to hell. And then we have scoffers. We have scoffers and mockers. They are scoffing. They are scoffing at the word of truth. And therefore, they are spiritually blind. Number 14, 2 Peter 3, verses 3 to 4 says, Above all, you must understand, okay? Above everything else, you must understand that in the last days, scoffers will come. Scoffing and following their own evil desires, they will say, The Bible says, they will say, where is this coming? Quote, unquote, he promised. Ever since our ancestors died, everything goes on as it has since the day, since the beginning of creation. Really? Okay, listen up, scoffer. The reason why Jesus, thank you, is tarrying so that you can repent. So he he is giving us time to get it together and come on over here to him, turn to God, lay down your sins, okay, so that you don't go to hell. Mr. Talking about, oh, where's this coming? I thought Jesus was coming back. Yeah, yeah, you better pray that he does take his time with you. Come on now, number 15. Jude 1, 18 to 19. They said to you, in the last times, there will be scoffers who will follow their own ungodly desires. These are the people who divide you, who follow mere natural instinct and do not have the spirit. Amen. Let's go to some reminders because... We gotta <laughs> we gotta keep in the forefront of our brains at all time. Number 16, 1 Corinthians 121. Or since in the wisdom of God the world did not know God through wisdom, it pleased God through the folly of what we preach to save those who believe. Yeah. Number 17. Matthew 13, 15 to 16 says, For the hearts of these people are hardened, and their ears cannot hear. Yeah. And they have closed their eyes, so their eyes cannot see, and their ears cannot hear, and their hearts cannot understand, and they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. Blessed, but blessed are your eyes because they see. Yeah, and your ears because they hear. Wow. Wow. These, the Bible calls them these people, that their hearts are so hardened. So, That is why over there in the book of Romans, chapter one, where God will turn you over to your depraved mind, to your heart and heart, because he is trying to bring you the truth of the gospel. He is trying to let you know that, listen, come over here to the light so that you can be healed. But you want to stay stuck in your sin. You still want to stay stuck in all manners of wickedness. Let me not name them all again. Okay. 
That is why he closed your mind. Your ears are stopped up. Your eyes got scales on them. You can't understand. And therefore, you can't turn to him so that he can heal you and save you. He goes on to say, but us who got the memo, whose eyes are open, he says that we are blessed because our eyes have now been opened. Our ears have now become unclogged and our minds are sober now. Why? Because we see, we see the gospel. We heard the gospel and we believed in the gospel. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. 18. Romans 8, 7, 8 says, For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's laws. And it never will. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. Okay, there it is. And that's the bottom line. Listen, when we sold sold to this flesh, okay, we are going to reap from this flesh. When, When you are not under... Right, Holy Spirit, help me. When you are not under the control and the prompting and the teachings of the Holy Spirit, if you're not sitting up under him, you can never please God. Why? Because you keep giving provisions to that stinking, filthy flesh. Because the Bible just told us that the sinful nature is always hostile to God. So you will always have this fight because we are still in this flesh. But guess what? You tell tell that flesh to lay down and stay down. That flesh is dead. Do we not forget that that flesh has been crucified and it no longer lives, but Christ lives in us? Okay, we cannot forget Galatians 2.20. This body don't have a say about nothing at all. Number 19, 1 Corinthians 2.15-16 says, Those who are spiritual can evaluate all things. Here we go. Amen. But they themselves cannot be evaluated by others. Amen. For who can know the Lord, the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach him? But we understand these things. Glory be to God for your mercy. But we understand these things. Why? For we have the mind of Christ. Oh, I'm telling you, see, this is why I love Bible study. It gives us the answers. It gives us the answers. We don't have to stay in the dark about nothing. The Bible is light. Capital L. The Bible is light. Jesus is the word of God. We go to him for understanding. We go to him for evaluation about all things. Amen. It says those who are spiritual can evaluate all things. By the grace of God who has given us his Holy Spirit, we can understand what he is saying in the Bible. It is not a burden to us. It is not burdensome. We don't see this as, oh man, come on now. What you mean we got to stop sinning? Listen, Jesus knows my heart. He knows I'm trying. Listen, we ain't going to talk about that Jeremiah 17, 9 heart that says that it is deceitful above everything, above all else. Okay. And that it is desperately wicked and sick. So, yeah, 
Yeah, that is why we can discern the things of God because not that we so smart with our little pea brains. No, it is because the Holy Spirit is in us because the Bible just said, who can understand the thoughts of God? But his Holy Spirit. Listen, God wrote his thoughts down. He wrote his wisdom down in his word so that in order for us to grasp such light and understand what he is saying, we need help. We need help. We need his spirit because only a spirit Only his spirit would know what his thoughts are because his words are spiritual. Listen, I can testify to this. Before coming to Christ, me as a stone cold sinner woman, I tried to read the Bible. Well, not the Bible, but Genesis. Because after the flood, I couldn't understand what God was saying. I'm like, what? what that means. And so I put it down. I couldn't discern because look, I pretty much understood not the spiritual of what happened in the garden, but just to read it as I hate to say it as a book. Okay. Yeah. I saw how, yes, God created the world right in seven days and that he created Adam, put him to sleep took out a rib, out came Eve, okay? Then he put those two together and they were in the garden enjoying themselves. And then God told them about the tree, don't go eat the apple (laughs) as if it was an apple. The Bible says a fruit, the fruit, okay? But we in the world said the apple, uh, Eve bit the apple and then uh, Satan came as a snake and something else happened and that God punished them. And then he kicked them out the garden. And then I kind of got through a little bit after that. And then I understood a little bit about the flood and about because it was so much wickedness that only one man and his family survived and how the animals were brought onto the ark and that the flood came, destroyed the world. And then I got a little past the rainbow And then after that, when they started talking about Nimrod and the Tower of Babel, and then after Abraham came on the scene, I was done. I was done. I I got lost. I knew nothing about the covenant that him and God was making and, and all of this spiritual language. Yeah, I put it down. So yeah, the Bible is right that those who are spiritual can evaluate all things, right? But... The reason why I couldn't understand it was because I didn't have the mind of Christ. Amen. So, in closing, for the last two, I want to talk about the beauty of of Jesus Christ. Number 20, John 9, what is it? John 9, 39 to 41. Okay. Jesus said, For judgment I came into this world, that those who do not see may see. Glory be to God. We got some light coming on the scene. Listen, all is not lost. We need to come to Christ. We need to repent. Turn from our sins. Stop sinning and turn to God. Why? Because Jesus just told us, for judgment I came into this world, that those who do not see may see, and those who see may become blind. Ah, because we're talking about those hypocritical Pharisees and false teachers and false brethren who think they have all of this light of understanding, but they are just as blind as a bat. Because look what Jesus said. He says that for judgment, I came into this world that those who do not see, thank you, Lord, may see and those who see may become blind. Some of the Pharisees near him heard him say these things and said to him, Oh, are we all so blind? (laughs) Jesus with the combat. Amen. 
Jesus said to them, if you were blind, you would have had no guilt. But now that you say, we see, yeah, your guilt remains. Shut it down. I love you, Lord. That's right. Amen. Glory be to God. I'm going to use that. I'm going to use that. Amen. Yeah. Number 21. John 8, 11, 12 says, no, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, neither do I go and sin no more. Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness. Why? Because you will have the light that leads to life. Amen. Oh, people, we found the key to my distress. Glory be to God. Here is the bona fide certified answer to all spiritual blindness. Jesus just told us, and this will sum up everything. If you follow me, if, if, the big if in the room, because if not, amen, because the implication is, if not, he said, if you follow me, okay, you won't have to walk in darkness. Jesus is saying that if we follow him, we don't have to be spiritually blind. We don't have to be stumbling around in the dark, wondering why our lives are a bunch of hot mess because of the sin we're in. He says, if you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness. Why? Why following Jesus? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Why following Jesus is so crucial for your life? He tells us, because you will have the light that leads to life. What life? Eternal life. Don't listen to the fake pastor talking about all what Jesus did for us was to give us our best life on this earth. Absolutely not. Jesus did not teach nothing about us looking on this earth. He constantly told us to look up at things above. Glory be to God. And as a bonus, 2 Corinthians 3.16 says, But whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Amen. That means the lights, come on, people. The lights get turned on. Your eyes are open. That veil, that hardening of your heart and your mind, it goes away. Jesus took it away. That's why the cross is so important of a message. We have to look to the cross to find out what happened. Yeah, when Jesus died, listen, the Bible tells us that the wages of sin is death, right? We can't pay for our sins. There's nothing we could have done to make us get right back with God. Our blood has been tainted. Why? Because of Adam. Everyone born after Adam was born in sin. We have inherited that sin nature. Jesus had to come. That is why he had to come through the womb of a virgin because man's seed could not have conceived him. Otherwise, his blood would have been tainted with Adam's sin nature as well. So Jesus, we needed Jesus. Amen. We needed that precious blood to be shed. My Lord, my Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I can't say it enough. Thank you for your shed blood. I know it was a horrific death. We needed your blood because the Bible says that without death, 
without someone dying for sins. Someone had to pay the price. Who was going to pay the price for all of this sin and at the same time appease a holy God who is full of wrath? Okay? Our blood, that's why the animal sacrifices, it wasn't enough. It wasn't sufficient. It, it, it did nothing but provide a shadow type of Jesus, the last lamb to be slain. Okay. Somebody had, had to, somebody had to pay the price for sin. Jesus was the only one that could have done that. So by him doing that, he satisfied God. Because God says that the wages of sin is death. Okay, well, then Jesus died. Okay, he died. And by his death, he did away with sin. That's it. That's it. Jesus came with the major paycheck. He laid down his life. Okay, so now sin is abolished. By him dying he took away the power and control that sin had over us. Now we got to deal with death. Death, right, Holy Spirit, thank you. Death was the judgment. The judgment that was issued out over there in the Garden of Eden because God told Adam, the day that you eat of that tree, that's in the middle of the garden that I told you not to eat from, you will surely die. And here comes Satan with the first lie ever told to a human being. When he was having that conversation with Eve, he said, you will not surely die. And you see, the first lie that a human being ever told usher death onto the scene. You want to know why? Because God ain't playing. He ain't playing. We playing. Adam was playing. Okay? And so now the judgment of death came upon every single person thereafter. We will all die a physical death. God ain't playing. So, something had to be done about death now. Jesus, glory be to God, Jesus, by him resurrecting out of the grave. That is why Paul said, oh, death, where is your sting? Where's your victory, death? You thought you had Jesus dead to rights. But guess what? Jesus overcame the law of sin and death by one living a sinless, perfect life. Sin had absolutely no control over him. And death, oh, death was like, yeah, we got him on the cross now. Yeah, he died. But guess what? He's alive. Yes, absolutely. So, yes, Jesus defeated death by rising up out of the grave and staying alive because we see people in the Bible that has been brought back from life. I mean, brought back from death. But guess what? Eventually they died. We don't see Lazarus still walking around, do we? We don't see that poor little sick girl that died still walking around, do we? No. Death eventually, right, Holy Spirit, claimed them too. But guess what? Jesus, glory be to God, is still alive, sitting at the place of honor, at the right hand of God the Father, waiting for his enemies to humble themselves, and he will make them his footstool. Amen. I can't say it enough. Thank you for this light. We get it now. Yes, it's making sense. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. So listen, people, in closing, I want to leave you all with this. Be ready. 
Be ready and stay ready. Let us be like those five virgins, the five wise virgins that kept oil in their lamps. Jesus is coming. Always be looking out the window, if you will, waiting for our our bridegroom to come up over the hills. He's coming back. Listen, he's only taking his time so that people can get it together, so that all men can come to repentance. But Lord, we are eagerly waiting for you to come. And we have no problem by saying, come Lord, come Lord Jesus. We are waiting for you. So if we go by the way, the way of the grave until he comes, okay. But guess what? We shall see our Lord. Amen. So we need to repent and believe that our resurrected Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, died for our sins. So we need to stop sinning and turn back to God and obey him henceforth. Don't go back to that vomit. Don't go back because the Bible said over there in Second Peter chapter 2, down here at the bottom, that it will be worse off. It will be worse off for us if we had never known the way to righteousness, then to know it and then go back out there to the vomit and then how we reject the command to live a godly life. Yeah, the Bible says that it will be worse off for us. I don't even want to know what that looks like. Amen. Amen. Okay. I'm feeling better. I got the clarity. My heart is not heavy. Now I understand about this spiritual blindness and what's going on. And the key takeaway is that we follow Jesus. Amen. Amen. Lord willing, until next time, I speak to you all soon. Bye for now. guys for tuning in. I truly appreciate all your support. Until next time, I'll be talking to y'all soon. Bye.